time to buy, sell, or hold on the sport market. The Stock Market of Sport. Presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Andre Kuzmenko. January 21st at the new Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games for an exclusive autograph signing opportunity. Trevor Linden, the day after Valentine's on February 15th. And then last week of February, Dakota Joshua and his number 81. And that says a lot that Dakota Joshua is generating the kind of fan interest that he is headlining his own autograph signing. You might not have predicted that at the beginning of the year, but Dakota Joshua, one of the reasons why the Canucks have had such a terrific season. Our panel is comprised of John Festinger of Chandler Fogden Lyman, UBC Law School and Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, BC. Aziz Rajwani from the UBC Sauter School of Business, Langara College School of Management. Guys, First round, who is the biggest, who are you buying winds up being the biggest upset victim this super wildcard weekend in the NFL? Uh, Aziz Rajwani, we'll put the pressure on you coming out of the gates. Well, it, looking at it from a big upset perspective, I think if Green Bay beats Dallas Cowboys, that would be a huge upset. That would be the upset of the week of the Super Wildcard weekend for me is if the Green Bay Packers can go into Dallas and beat the Dallas Cowboys. That would be like, I mean, you know, it's been done before and with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, but with Jordan Love now, the new, new Aaron Rodgers, quote unquote, and maybe even better over the long term, who knows? But this is an opportunity for Green Bay to really make a mark by going into Dallas and thumping them. John Festinger, what are you buying as the upset to watch for this Super Wildcard weekend in the NFL? <clears throat> I'm going to say that I completely agree with Aziz, which doesn't usually happen. But I wow. will, I will throw in. Um, I don't know if it's an upset because I actually think it's going to happen. Uh, but I want to throw in Rams beating the Lions. I'll tell you, that's one of the big storylines this weekend is Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit, Jared Goff facing Sean McVay and the uh, Los Angeles Rams who drafted him uh, back in the day. It's just such a great story from that uh, perspective. Uh, I actually think that will happen. I think Sean McVay uh, is got has got his team firing on all cylinders. They've won four straight going into it. They've got experience as Super Bowl champions just a couple of years ago. But I also the fact that it'll be an upset if the Miami Dolphins defeat the Kansas City Chiefs simply because of how terrible the conditions are going to be. The Dolphins are ruining the fact that they're not in Hard Rock Stadium in South Florida as the number two seed. Instead, they're the number six seed, and it will be a tough act. But I do believe that there's an opportunity for them to pull out the win. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense hasn't been Super Bowl worthy the way they were 
as recently as a year ago. And look, another upset would be the Buccaneers over the Eagles, but really, who cares? Other than in Philadelphia and Tampa. Well, I'll tell you, you know, it's 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 interesting. That's what makes this wild card weekend so good from a fan point of view and a television audience point of view. There's very few games that are sort of like a foregone conclusion. Uh, Aziz, you wanted to weigh in quick. Yes, John, uh, you know, you're a lover of coffee, uh, and so am I. So we got to make a wager. I'm going with uh, Jared Goff as a chip on his shoulder, bigger, not just a Miss Vicky's potato chip, but a big Dorito chip on his shoulder, and he's going to outplay Stafford. And you obviously are going the other way. So next time we're in studio, whoever wins is buying coffee from that great coffee place that you mentioned you found a couple of weeks ago. You got it. We'll bring uh, Chad Day from the sales team here at uh, Rogers uh, uh, Media in to make sure the endorsements are completely kosher. Uh, So uh, round two, guys, buy and sell. Winnipeg Jets, Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton Oilers, they're all on heaters. Nine straight for the oil, eight straight for the Jets, four straight but on the road for the Vancouver Canucks. John, who are you buying of those three Canadian-based teams winds up having the best record overall at the end of this regular season? The Vancouver Canucks. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because every time we underestimate this team this year, we're wrong. And I've done it. I think almost all fans in Vancouver have done it. I'm still pinching myself. And I think they will keep uh, defying their the odds. They've got something going on in that locker room that is about them and not about us and not about the media and not about anything else that's going on in the world. And I fully expect them to keep it up at this point. Uh, do you expect the Edmonton Oilers to keep up the remarkable pace that they have now under a Knobloch? Well, they're they're not going to win every game, um, and they, you know, they still have a ways to go to be at the top of the league. So I don't I don't think they'll quite reach the Canucks. Yeah, they're I, in the first wild card right now in the yeah, Western Conference. I think yeah. they'll be very very hot. I think they'll cool off once they're in a, a comfortable playoff position. I think. Uh, you start conserving players. You start playing a little bit differently. Um, you know they're 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 safe. Once they get fully safe, um, I, I, you know I think they'll become like every other team until the playoffs. They are the team that worries me the most in the playoffs, more than Winnipeg. Um, I'm worried about the Oilers, and if the Canucks have to play the Oilers in the first round, anybody who has to play the Oilers in the first round is going to have uh, trouble. Aziz Rajwani, who are you buying from that trio of Western Canadian teams, Canucks, Jets, and Oilers, uh, to have the best regular season record when all things are said and done? Well, Oilers are 15 points behind the Jets and 14 points behind the Canucks. So I'm not going to, mind you, they do have three or four games in hand. They have four games in hand over the Canucks, but still that's a little too much for me. I think the team that wins it, is a team that gets the better goaltending. So it's kind of it's Connor, and I'm not talking about McDavid here, Connor Hellebuck, or is it going to be Thatcher Demko? And um, although Thatcher Demko for the last, uh, you know, four to six weeks hasn't been as stellar as the first six weeks, et cetera, um, I think he's still got it in him. 
uh, to get his game together and, and to really shine towards the end, and he can carry them to a, to a better finish than the Jets, in my opinion. More of our buy and sell panel here on the Sport Market on the Sportsnet Radio Network and the Sport Market Radio Network next. You're listening to the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650. Back to Patterson, high slot for Miller, left circle, he scores! JT Miller strikes on the power play with a shot along the ice that beats Alex Nedeljkovic, and the Canucks lead 2-0. Brendan Batchelor from the Alpine Credits Canucks Radio Network. Big win. They prevailed in overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins in what had to be an especially meaningful regular season meeting for many of the Canucks, including Jim Rutherford, President Hockey Operations, Patrick Alvine, General Manager, of course, both with the Penguins in cup-winning years, Rick Tockett, the former Penguin, on the ice and behind the bench, and, of course, the former Canucks who played, including on Stanley Cup winners, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pretty special stuff indeed. Of course, it's an unusual weekend for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, The afternoon, early afternoon matinee on Saturday, and then on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, it is a early start Pacific time. Round three of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. You can check out pastimesports.ca for a listing of the upcoming autograph signing sessions with Andre Kuzmenko, uh, Dakota Joshua, and, of course, number 16, Trevor Linden. Again, visit pastimesports.ca. Who are you buying, John Festinger, as your Canucks MVP? Is it one of the young core up front, the top six? Is it one of the defensemen? Is it Thatcher Demko and DeSmith between the pipes? Or is it Rick Tockett, head coach? Who is your Canucks MVP just past the halfway mark? For me, it's between Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. And... uh, you know, you you go, you ask yourself, what is an MVP? It's the player that, if you subtract, would be irreplaceable, and and they're both great candidates. And I'm going to go with Elias Pettersson because I think if Pettersson's not there, uh, the Canucks season, I think you, you, they'd still they'd be in they'd be in the playoff hunt. They'd be above the playoff line. Um, but I don't think they'd be much higher than that. I mean, this road trip would be completely different without the contributions of Elias Pettersson. He has been absolutely on fire. Aziz Rajwani, who are you buying as the Canucks MVP? Well, even though he's not a player, you did, when you asked the question, put in Rick Rick Tockett's name there. And um, I know he doesn't put the skates on except at practice, but I'm going to go with Rick Tockett. And the reason is, EP was there last year. Ben Hughes was there last year and the year before, et cetera. Thatcher Demko as well. And I think Miller is excellent. I don't think he gets enough credit. But regardless, to me, the real difference this year has to therefore be talking because Quinn Hughes was there last year playing at his best. He wasn't as good as he is this year. But he's improved. He's done something over the summer, physically, mentally, or a combination of the two. EP is playing, played excellent last year, playing just as well this year. 
The reason for their change, therefore, has to be Rick Tockett, in my opinion. And he's the MVP. Tino Farah in the producer's chair. Who's your Canucks MVP? Is it one of the players or is it the uh, suggestion that Rick Tockett, even though he's ineligible, merits consideration? I would still lean heavier towards Quinn Hughes. Just in the small handful of games where the Canucks have been kind of off, where it's been kind of a down night, the one constant for the most part has been Quinn Hughes. And that's nothing to discredit the the other candidates that we've talked about. And I think Rick Tockett is an incredible candidate with how... I can't remember, I can't remember who it was. I heard somebody say in the last couple of days... We're seeing how good Rick Tockett is with his line matchups when when we're on the road right now. Imagine what that's going to be like once we're back home and he's able to control the matchups a little bit uh, more uh, in his favor. But I just think, like I said, in in the games that the Canucks have been a little bit off, Quinn Hughes has really been a constant, and what he's doing this season has been remarkable. I know that Rick Tockett is not eligible, obviously. Having said that, I really believe the impact he's had on all of the others, especially the forwards, especially the Brock Bessers, the Elias Pettersons, the JT Millers, has been Rick Tockett. And the structure that he's brought has been impeccable. And a coach's job is to get the most out of his or her players. And in this particular case, how can you not say that there's not much more that Rick Tockett could have gotten out of his best players because they're having such remarkable seasons. And, and and the beauty, guys, the number of highlight reel goals that the Canucks are playing obviously speaks to the talent of an Elias Pettersson, of a Quinn Hughes, of, of, of some of the other core members of the team. That little tick, tic-tac-toe passing play between JT Miller and Elias Pettersson, that's just inspirational stuff. Even... The Ronick pass to Elias Pettersson in overtime, setting him up on the uh, on the breakaway. It, it's there's no question. These are unbelievably talented, beautiful, fun hockey players to watch. But Rick Tockett deserves so much credit for bringing the best out of them. And this is a team game. He is obviously doing what he needs to do to synergize his lines. And if he doesn't get you know, as much credit for the star players in the top six, he deserves a heck of a lot of credit for the uh, utility, the hardworking workhorses in the bottom six. Uh, I think so much of that is on Rick Tockett. But I'll also say this is a terrific coaching staff that seems to be very player friendly because so many of these uh, coaches have been there, done that as players. I think there's a really strong respect connection between not only Rick Tockett and the players, but his assistants and the players. Tom, I'm really glad you say that because I was literally going to say that, that although Rick Tockett's head coach, we always say Tockett, Tockett, Tockett. It's the coaching staff. You know, you look at Adam Foote, Sergey Gonchar, you know, the newbies, et cetera. And I, and I think you, you, hit it, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yo as well. I mean, it, it, it really is a solid, solid proposition. Uh, I'm 
really glad that you didn't sing that, Aziz. That's the thing that we're all we're all uh, relieved that we're all relieved about. We don't want our CRTC license up for grabs because of too much music in a, a sports talk Canadian content radio Canadian show. Content. It's absolutely Canadian content, but the wrong kind of Canadian content. <laughs> Guys, uh, uh, last and final round of buy and sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Uh, check out Goodwin Champions. Upper Deck Release of the Week. You can check it out at pastimesports.ca or you can visit any of the four retail locations in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Uh, Guildford Town Centre in Surrey, Burnaby Metro Town, uh, Tawasson Mills in Delta, and the new Langley location that replaces the old Langley location in Langley Township. You can get more information at pastimesports.ca. And our final... John Festinger... Are you buying that Nathan Rourke gets a chance in the National Football League? He didn't get a chance to take a snap with the New England Patriots. He didn't get into any action with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Does he get an opportunity that's a meaningful one? Or are you buying that he winds up coming back to the Canadian Football League? At this point, I'm betting he's going to come back to the Canadian Football League because... Uh, time has passed. Uh, qualified people have been looking at him, and he hasn't gotten the chance. So I'm not sure what changes now. Aziz Rajwani, Three Down Nation chair. Well, as long as the Lions have the rights to re-sign him, I really hope he does come back. And yeah, it looks like he, he really didn't get a chance at all to, to, to be on the field. And I think uh, this time has passed, and it's time to come home to, come home to Three Down Nation. Tino Farah, Nathan Rourke, such a brilliant CFL campaign uh, uh, two years ago with the Jaguars, rarely moved off the practice roster with the New England Patriots, activated for the 53-man roster, but he didn't see any action. I didn't feel that Bill Belichick was invested in Nathan Rourke. He needs to have a coach that is willing to go beyond the conventional NFL check marks and say, you know what, I believe in this guy and I'm just going to give him an opportunity. If that doesn't happen, the only road back is for him in the Canadian Football League. I don't see him being a UFL kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, and maybe a clean slate is could be the most beneficial thing for him. He was just recently on uh, on Donnie and Dolly, and he was talking about well, they were discussing with him like your future coming back to the CFL and stuff like that. And he sounds pretty motivated and and pretty invested in trying to fulfill his dream of of being a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, I'm I mean, like it's it's hard to not trust his own word. I, I believe in his confidence, so I think he gets another shot. Uh, and, and that's what I'm buying. I'm buying yeah. that he does get a shot, uh, that he at least gives himself another season kick at the can before assessing his options. That is Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Big, big shout out and thank you to John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, Tina Farah in the producer's chair. We'll finish the hour strong with the sport market pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. That's next, right here on The Sport Market.